Okay, so as Marky shared earlier, we're starting our summer series today, Good News Songs. And each week we're going to be delving into this idea of uh, what that means. And we've played our Guess Who game today. And so we're going to be thinking about the who that that's, this good news is all about. We're going to be thinking about this God that the people were responding to in song. And we're going to be doing it by looking at this well-known story. And it's well-known, and we can become a bit familiar with it. But also, it's in all four of the Gospels, I believe. And so I think it's an important one to, for us to look at. And it's a story that I want to suggest to us. It tells us more than we might have considered before. And that's a phrase you're going to hear me using quite a lot this morning. Uh, because I'm hoping that by looking at this story, we can understand the who of the story as more than. And to keep you involved, uh, I've got a little action. So if you hear me say more than, if you would like to join me, you can join me in this action. M, like Mo Farah's M, I've stolen it. More than. And this is a bit of fun, and it helps me know that you're listening. But more than that, it's an, it's an action that I hope is a bit prophetic of us opening up our minds to believe that Jesus is more than perhaps we have thought. Great, thank you very much. So when we get to this story, Jesus has become quite well known. He's attracted quite a big following. Well, 5,000 people are come to see him. People are eager to hear from this teacher. And these are people who are waiting. They've been waiting for hundreds of years for someone to come and save them. Someone that God was going to send to save them. And one of the things that I've been most interested in when we've been reading back through Mark this time is this idea that just as we're figuring out through reading Mark who Jesus is, so are the disciples. They're understanding more and more of who Jesus is. And that's through the things that Jesus is doing and the things that Jesus is saying. And this passage is no different to that. So the people are waiting. They come to hear him. Uh, and can anybody remember what Jesus said to the people were like? Yes, sheep without a shepherd. And that's a bit of a funny thing to say, but I wonder if it reminds anybody of one of our guess who's. Does it remind anyone of one of our guess who's? You've got a massive clue. Yes, it reminds us of David uh, and his psalm that he wrote, Psalm 23. And that continues because Jesus refers to the people as being a shepherd without a sheep. But then a little bit later on, he asks them to sit down on the green grass. But that word sit down the actual translation is much more like recline or lie down, which is what they would have done when they were eating back then. And so Jesus in this story is asking the people to lie down on the green grass, grass, to recline on the green grass. And that reminds me even more of Psalm 23. And then he uh, gives thanks to Father God and they feast, again, like in Psalm 23. So I think that Jesus is... uh, revealing the fact that he is more than a man. He is, in fact, God, this same God who we hear about uh, in Psalm 23, that King David sung, this same Messiah, this same saviour that the people have been coming to wait for. Uh, And I wonder this morning whether we're somebody who's waiting, wondering, waiting for God to speak to us, um, You've got something in your lunchboxes, so some of you have had a rummage, some haven't. There's something in your lunchboxes that I want you to get out that's to do with waiting. Can anyone find it? 
Yes, an egg timer. So these are three-minute egg timers, and I would like you for your three minutes um, to talk amongst yourselves in little groups or pairs uh, about maybe a time that you have been waiting for something or looking forward to something, and what that was like, but also perhaps wondering what it might have been like for these people waiting for a saviour and then realising that maybe Jesus was this saviour. So three minutes, go. Okay, let's start to come back. I see the egg timers are starting to get to the end of their time. I hope that was helpful to think a little bit about the idea of waiting. Um, but maybe we don't feel that we're waiting. Of the crowds who came to see Jesus, perhaps some of them were just responding, responding to a need. And certainly they would have been responding to a need after they've been listening to Jesus teach and getting hungrier, hungrier and more tired. And I love that Jesus doesn't just preach and then dismiss them, but he attends to their physical and spiritual needs. 5,000 people, in fact, it was 5,000 men with women and children on top of that. And who can remember how, many, how much food they could find? How many? Yes. Five loaves, yep, yeah, and two fishes. I wonder if anyone's feeling hungry this morning. It's been a while maybe since you've had breakfast, perhaps been a while since you've had a bacon sandwich. I'm just going to take this with me so I can remember what I'm doing. Now, somebody in their packed lunchbox has got some food, but only one packed lunchbox. Who is it? Have a little look. You guys at the back, do you want to bring it up? Real food. There is some real food. There's some pretend food, but there's one that has some real food in it. It's not yet edible. I'll give you a clue. It's in the big green lunchbox. Hopefully someone's got that one. Okay, do you want to have a rummage and bring up the real food, someone? Yes. I couldn't talk about feeding the 5,000 without feeding you something. So, there's just one little offering. One equivalent of one lunch. Just something small. Doesn't look very much. It wasn't popcorn. It was a bit more nutritious than that. And there's probably a lot more meaning in, in the bread and the fish. But we've got popcorn today. Because I can't perform miracles like Jesus. So we're going to use the popcorn maker to demonstrate. Now, I'm going to turn this off because this is a little bit loud. But just have a little look, see what happens. Get there soon. I should have timed how long it was going to take. It's worth the wait, I guarantee you. It's going. Can you see it? It's starting to come. Lively. Okay, we'll call it a day at that. It's still going. Uh, so, we took a little and it was multiplied, but when Jesus did that, it was multiplied many, 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 many more times. And so, 
<laughs> Here's some I made earlier. Could you distribute? There should be just about enough for everyone you might need to share. It hasn't got anything on it. It's just plain, but still quite exciting. Caroline, would you mind? Thank you. Yes, and so Jesus took a little and he grew it and he grew it and he grew it. And he didn't just feed the people, but he didn't just meet their needs, but they picked up 12 basketfuls of bread and fish. And I find that mind-blowing. I wonder how often we expect God to meet our needs, just about, maybe, if we plead with him. If you could just do this for me, God. I don't know about you, but I often think like the disciples, I think. I think, how could I fix this? How could I meet this need in my own understanding? But Jesus has them in this remote place. There aren't anywhere they can go and get food. There's too many people. There's not enough money. They couldn't fix it. But Jesus, more than a man, is the shepherd who can meet and exceed the needs of his beloved flock. So it's a story of our God who, can, who is more than our needs. And I wonder who expected popcorn this morning. We're going to head back into our packed lunch whilst you're munching and pull out something else unexpected. So in there, you've got some paper, plain paper. You've also got some instructions for making something origami. You may be able to have a go at it, but you've also got a, here's one I made earlier, because uh, it's a little bit tricky. So you've got some boats in there. If you are getting a bit fed up of listening to me talking, feel free to colour in your boat, play with your boat whilst I'm chatting, or give the origami a go. And I always find origami amazing because it does just look a bit like a piece of paper. I, this is one I part started earlier. Oh, do we need a bit more? But then, all of a sudden, you do, you do an action and pop, it just becomes something. In this case, a little boat. And this is what we're thinking about next. We're thinking about Jesus as more than our expectations. And we are going to circle back round to boats, so bear with me. At the beginning, the disciples are expecting to go for a rest. They're going to go and hang out with Jesus, get a chance to just have some peace and quiet, and just, yeah, be with, be with him, get some uh, rest in. And that sounds great, and it sounds like something that Jesus uh, would often do. He'd often go and spend time with Father God on his own. And when God made the world, he designed it with a day of rest. It's an important principle that we're encouraged to follow. I'm sorry, Colin, are you managing with the slides? I'd completely forgotten to say. Uh, so yes, rest is an important principle. But actually, uh, Jesus, uh, he sort of went past their expectations. And actually, he wanted his presence, his word, his rest to expect, extend beyond his disciples in this story. He takes the expectations of the people and does more. And all the way through this story, I think the disciples are surprised by the turn of events. They're really kicking back at points. So they say to him to send the crowd away later on. But he doesn't listen to them, which is good news. These are men who've been in the past, just before this story, given authority to go out on a kind of mission trip and have Jesus's authority to heal people and cast out demons. So they're people who have experienced a lot from this man, being with this man, they've seen a lot. And yet this story still surprises them. Jesus is more than the disciples' expectations. And skipping ahead to the next story that's recorded in Mark, the disciples are on a boat, and this is where the boats come in. 
So Jesus had remained, remained on land, but he sees them struggling with rowing because the wind's whipping up and it's getting harder and harder for them to row. And so he walks out on the water, gets in the boat and calms the wind down. Now that story is really for another day. We could spend ages on that one. But at the end of it, it gives us an insight into today's story. We read that the disciples were afraid. Um, verse 51 says, they were completely amazed for they had not understood about the loaves and the fishes. Their hearts were hardened. And in some translations, that last bit says, their minds were closed. So again, we're going back to their minds were closed, but Jesus is more than their expectations. And this is where I find it challenging as a Christian. For, I've been a Christian for a long time. But actually, if these disciples who've spent so much time with Jesus, they've seen so much, they've seen his power work through them, still don't really get, still don't really get it, don't really expect that much from Jesus... It's challenging to me, are my, what are my expectations of this man? So Jesus is more than we expect. Uh, and one of the most exciting parts of this story for me, I think, is that he invites us to be part of the story. He says to the disciples, you feed them. He chose to invite them to be a part of it, and he chooses to invite us to be a part of it. When his disciples can't figure out how to feed the people, they just feel perplexed. Jesus guides them through. So he says, how many loaves do you have? And then he gets them to seat everybody. And I love the idea of uh, Jesus taking them through step by step. That's really encouraging for me. And Jesus gives thanks to the Father and asks the disciples to distribute the bread and the fish. And I think that's a beautiful image of our compassionate God who invites us to be part of his work and then works together with us to feed others. And I wonder where the loaves and fishes came from in the first place. In this story, we don't hear, but in Mark's rendition, uh, but in other renditions of the story, uh, we hear it was from a, a boy. He offered his food, even though it wasn't very much. He didn't need Jesus to multiply his lunch. He'd got enough for himself. And yet he responds to this call to be part of the story, part of this bigger story. And he offers the little that he has, despite the fact that he didn't need to do that. He could have just eaten it. So Jesus takes this small offering and he multiplies it. And this is uh, another challenge for me, I think. How many times do I think, oh, God's given me that. It's just enough for my needs. But actually, I wonder if sometimes he's asking me to offer that thing because he wants to multiply it and do more with it. So just to recap, we have thought about Jesus being more than a man. He was God come to earth, compassionate Father God, who is shepherd, like the God that King David uh, knew and loved. He was more than our needs. Whatever our needs are, he can exceed them. He's more than our expectations, and we're opening our minds up to that this morning. And he's more than our offering. Actually, we can bring our small offering, and he will multiply it and increase it for his kingdom. And Anna's going to get us to use the last little thing in our pack lunch boxes as we do as we think about prayers this morning so this is our chance to offer something this morning um but if there's anything that you uh, that's touched you this morning that you want to pray about at the end there'll be time at the end of the service you can come over and join me here and we can chat and pray about that also in your pack lunch boxes there's something that says jesus is more than that's an opportunity for you to take that home if you want to Anything that you felt God speaking to you about more than, he is more than, really, anything, more than, sorry, anything that we can think of. 
Um, so you can take that home. But also, we are wondering if we can write a Ken song over the summer, our good news song. And so if you don't want to take that home, but you've actually been thinking about something this morning that you think, that's something I really want to sing about, you can, at the end, just bring it up and pop it on here and we will see where we get to with that. Jenny's looking at me like we didn't discuss this. We did discuss it a while ago. We kind of left it hanging in the air. But we'll go for it. We'll give it a 